Hey guys, Justin here. Welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint uh, podcast, but we're also doing a dual video for this one as I'm here in person uh, with today's guest, who is uh, Roz Slaughter. And uh, I sat, wanted to sit Roz down for 20 minutes to give you some advice on growing your fitness business from someone that's actually been there, done it, and is still doing it, which is extremely rare in today's industry. So uh, we're going to hand over to Raz, and he's going to give you some tips to grow a business that suits your lifestyle, gives you more happiness. The real ROI is happiness, right? And um, what you can learn from that. So do you just want to tell the guys first a bit about your background and how you got to this place? Well, I started uh, in fitness a while ago, about 11 years ago, um, owning my own studios, did what everybody did, joined the big box gym, went in management route, did not love that, and found out quickly that I was working harder, not making as much money as I wanted to, decided to do the entrepreneurial leap, jumped in, both feet in, started my own personal training business. Didn't know anything about business marketing, sales, or operations, or any of that stuff, but I was on fire with passion. Um, within a short period of time, it was going on, working out of, as an independent contract out of another gym, spending about $2,500 to $3,000 a month, and I realized that, it, oh, shit, I can actually do this myself and not pay this month, that's, this rent that's consistently going up. And I started my own gym. It's called Metaburn Fitness. Now we own multiple personal training studios, and I get the luxury to have two in New York, one now here in Southern Florida. That's, uh, that's where we are right now in, uh, in Southern Florida right now. So... Um, you've done a lot. I mean, what would you say is, um, let's, let's start from the top. Like what would be the number one thing? Most of, a lot of my listeners as well, to put in some context, they're generally earning between five and 15 K a month, usually with their own unit or facility or boot camp. They are still, um, kind of doing a lot, spinning a lot of plates themselves. And they're at that point now where they, they need to really, they want to grow more turn from a job into a real business um, and so how would, what would you what advice would you give to someone in that position right now so that's a great question um, the first thing I would definitely tell you know is it's critically to for our success was it messaging making sure our message and vision in line with where we were going so that we could connect with our ideal customers and clients and really create a culture around that and that was the number one thing. Once I created the Metaburn family, people started to be attracted to the system, not Rod Slaughter, the personal trainer. So when you say a culture, like how do you define culture a bit more? Like what exactly would that look well, like? Well, the way the culture for us was is the way when you walk into our gym, the experience that you were going to have when you walked in, the smell, the cleanliness, and more importantly, the language that my trainers use. Um, we started to create our own language so that people were like, oh, boom. I, that's what we do every time high-fiving at the end of every workout these are kind of things that a lot of gyms and studio owners don't do and when you start to make those things really an important factor to your growth people start to go oh wow you know what I'm going to Metaburn or I'm going to XYZ gym and they start to recognize us as different in the marketplace that was critical and then the second thing I say if you would really want to focus on growing a business that's going to create a lifestyle you have to become an authority and being an authority means not just saying, oh, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a transformation expert, or I am a kettlebeller or a boot camp owner. What I am is something unique and different, and I solve a unique problem that no one else in the market solves. Okay, so uh, it's really about what you're saying is kind of niching down and messaging. It's not about being uh, known for, for a tactic. Yes. But it's like you're saying it's being known to... Um, be the go-to solution for a, for a person, like niching onto a person, not a tactic. Is that about right? Correct. 
cool. Okay. So let's say then then the person does that. They they nail their messaging down, and now they do that. They should be getting clients coming through the door, and referrals, right? So this is the next challenge because FitPro is always like my biggest challenge is getting clients. Then we, then they they do the things you're teaching and they start getting clients, and then life isn't as peachy as they think it would be, right? So for the for those of you, those of the the trainers listening who are at that next quality problem they've got too many clients and don't know how to handle them mm-hmm. and now they're getting what they wanted which is 150 clients uh, but one pair of hands mm-hmm. um, what would you say in that position have you have you been there and what did you do to get to the next level absolutely so I, I have been there I mean we get you know we get a number of leads every week one of the things you got to do is as an owner um, you have to work on your leadership and that leadership is your ability to lead your team. And when you that doesn't mean one person. It could be one person in the beginning. But you got to go out there and build other people that are going to work your systems, that are going to basically be able to facilitate your systems. Very simply, there's things that we do when we walk in the door. A client walks in the door, I want a specific script designed so that they know exactly, okay, here's what I say when the phone rings, how to open and close the studio, more importantly. And then how if someone walks in and says, I'm interested, what, is that, what does that trainer do? If the trainer is actually in a session, what do you do if someone walks in? There's mm. protocols in place so that you don't lose leads and you have a system in designed around, okay, here are the checkpoints that everyone needs to do. There's a checklist for everything in my gym, right from where to get the garbage bags. And that's allowed me to have the studios and not me be in them, but still be profitable and, and, and work them. Cool, cool. Good stuff. So checklists and systems. Any good uh, resources you'd recommend on, on that, by the way? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a good old write down everything so a lot of times that we want to automate we want to have software but what i found is that if you have too many softwares you're opening up this you're after you opening up that we have a notebook and it's here it is right here and every morning just check 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 five things you got to do in the morning five things you got to do in the evening boom sign off on it you're good to go so it's like you're keeping it centralized and, and accessible for the because i've seen that as well i see a lot of companies uh especially more on like a high six seven figure level and they get really obsessed with systems and you know it's funny because what you know, we, we, we go from avoiding something to then becoming too obsessed with it. And they've got like, I go into companies and they've got like, a, they're like, we use Slack and we use Trello and we use this and we use this. And like, yeah, 19 applications their staff have got to open up now. And too much process can be a bad thing sometimes, I think. Um, cool. So keeping it centralized and simple is, is going to help. What about the, the big question I always get asked is, what if I bring people on or trainers specifically I bring a trainer in, I feed him all my clients, and then uh, I get the notice one day he's leaving, and then he sets up across the road and takes half my clients with him. Has that, has that ever happened to you, by the way? So uh, here's the thing. You can't have a scarcity mindset as an owner. Uh, for one, that's going to happen in this, in this has game. Has that happened to you? It has happened. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've done to actually try to mitigate that is I make sure I have a non-compete. It doesn't matter that we have one. Some people, are, it'll scare them, it won't. But what you want to do is make people feel like, hey, you have the future with us. If you're designing a team around a culture, meaning here's you're my family, you're not just a trainer, you're not just an employee, I'm not afraid to do the damn thing every single day that they're doing. If, I, if a toilet is dirty, I'm going to go in there and clean it. So I'm not making them feel like they're my employee, they're part of the team, they're part of the Metaburn family, and I instill that in the vision of what we do. So we have monthly meetings, I bring them out to eat, We take I take really good care of my staff, and if you do that, they're going to stay around. Now that's not going to stop them from eventually having an aha moment and say, hey, you know what, I want to be the boss. 
And when that happens, I always say, hey, if you ever want to leave, dude, no worries. Go ahead, leave. And if I'll do everything in my power to help you be successful, just don't stab me in the back. And no matter what, occasionally, it just happened recently, I had a trainer leave and he tried to call a couple clients. I had Same to, thing, you yeah. know, it oh, happens. And what I did is I just said, hey, I reached out to, I created a video for the community, let them know that this coach is leaving. And if anyone wanted to leave, I had no hard feelings. And I want to make sure that people know that I'm a good person and I'm not trying to hold them back. Because that's what they, if they feel like that, they're going to want to go with them. But, you know, they don't, they're not going to want to leave you if the experience you've created in the, in the family environment and you want to have multiple coaches that they can go a hand off to. See, a client for me, no one owns a client in my gyms. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that we've been able to do that, they train with multiple people, which allows them to have a connection point with multiple trainers. So they're like, okay, Matt left, but I can still train with Roz. Well, they're in it for the system and the culture, right? The overall culture you've built. So, uh, yeah, it happened to us about a month ago as well, actually. And I think like, my belief is, it's just my belief that I think if um, a, a thief, you know, only steals when they feel they have to, it could be their perception is false, but they'll only steal food for their family when they feel they're not being fed. Yes. And so I guess you're, you're saying like your culture and leadership and not making them feel like it's a boss-employee um, submissive relationship would, would help them feel like they don't have to leave. I start They're, they're getting their needs one. met. Absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, and so um what else then so you know you you're, you've got marketing your messages on point you've got a great culture you're retaining uh loyal team members um what then i guess the next level then is the trainers that are doing that and what we find then is they're they're doing that stuff they've got a couple two 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 to four good team members and they want to expand then to multiple locations or the next location now you've done that successfully um, you know, you've, got, you've got places in New York, Miami. Uh, gives you the freedom to kind of just, just be hanging out with, with me and Brian and Carrie here today. So what do you say to that trainer who's at that place on one location and they've got cold feet about going to location number two? What would you say in terms of mindset and also in terms of like a, like a plan of st- strategy to do that? What would be your best advice there? So the best advice there is first before you decide to scale is which is that sexy word everybody i'm going to scale is make sure you have that first gym optimized and you're getting every dollar you can out of the square footage that you have too often we start to think oh the only way i'm going to be able to make more money is to open up multiple locations but there's still money on the table if you got spare space Find other ways to optimize that space and bring someone in, other businesses that can actually pay you rent before you go, oh, you know what, I want to take on more expense. Because what you take on more expense, you're going to lower that number of the money that's coming in and lowering your profit. Then when you're ready, you have to look at your business and say, okay, great. Can this business run one month without me? Because if it can't run 30 days without you coming in and stepping in there, it's not ready for you to go out. Because when you leave, and you know this very well, is that when you leave that gym, things are going to break and you need people in place that know how to fix the things that are going to break so your clients are not losing their experience. And you don't want to have two gyms going at 50% capacity because your energy is going to be zapped and you're going to come out and turn out to be burnt out, bitter and broken. You're going to lose a lot of money in that a second gym and then you're going to go back to that first one going, what the hell did I do and how do I fix it? So make sure that your business is optimized before you take that leap of faith. Cool. Yeah, definitely uh, resonate with that as well. I like what you said there. It's like, you know, have the systems in place to grow and run the business, but have some, someone or something in place to be able to fix it. And um, I, I think that's, that's amazing because what too many entrepreneurs like today, I think, are 
their 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 plan. I always I always say it's the difference between you know are you playing to win or playing not to lose. Too many entrepreneurs are playing not to lose in that they're looking for like what's the strategy to grow without any risk. What's the guarantee? Like what's the guaranteed way to lose weight? Mm-hmm. The guaranteed way to scale to multiple locations. And I think like I always say like if you want to be a world championship boxer, you're gonna get punched in the fucking mouth. Yes. It, there's no boxer that is aiming for the top that says, how can I become world champion without getting hit? Like, there, that's the wrong question to ask because you're going to get punched in the mouth. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to break when you're not there. How have you had the mentality to cope with that and then not react? Because I see a lot of fitballs, well, things will go wrong. That's inevitable, right? Maybe you can accept that. But then if things do go wrong, I, I see, and I've done this in the past, we react and we tend to want to run backwards and scale down. How did you get to the point of accepting things are gonna not go according to plan all the time? And how do you respond properly rather than reacting out of fear? How do you manage that? So that's a great question. One of the ways that um, I have boxing as a, a, an athlete, I know that I wanna shorten the distance. So I wanna test shit before it can actually break. Um, so I'm always willing to you know, chest, chest, check my systems, make sure they're able to work, take a weekend off, take a month off, and then say, oh, this is what needs to be fixed. This is what needs to be working on. That is critical. And then you gotta expect that you don't wanna react. You don't wanna be reactive. You gotta say, okay, I know in business, things are gonna go wrong, Murphy's Law. So when they go wrong, I'm going to get, take my time, take a deep breath, take a look back and say, hey, what do I need to work on? What do I need, who do I need to become as a leader so that this doesn't happen again? Because it's you, things are going to happen. Trainers are going to steal your clients. You know, the toilet is going to break in the middle of the night. If you're in New York, your pipes are going to freeze and your gym is going to drown. And you're, <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, you walk into the gym and you're like, shit, what do I do? You know what? You just kind of learn to wing it. And that's why you're the leader because your team is looking for you to step up. You don't want to stand there and go, oh, my God, I'm afraid, and go to look to your team for the answers. If you're the owner, you're going to go, here's what I need to do. Here's what we got to do, guys. We're going to put on a great face. And for my instance, sometimes there's 40 inches of snow outside we're going to get some shovels we're going to clear this parking lot and we're just going to make shit happen that's what they want to see they want to see leadership and they want to see confidence as you're the leader and that's how you don't become reactive you just respond to what you need to do and you step up and get it done awesome man i think that's that's another another thing with team retention as well right like when they know that someone's captaining the ship they feel more secure in their job Mm -hmm. and the more security there is the less they feel need to go elsewhere and do it themselves right so um, yeah, this is what I love like about information like this is so valuable and so, and so rare uh, or invaluable, I should say, because, you know, 99% of what's out there for fit pros is just marketing. It's just run some ads. And, and, and then you see behind the curtain, it's like, it's like Wizard of Oz marketing, I call it. And it's like, I'll help you grow a business and multiple locations. And what happens is all they're going to do is sell you some ads program. Right. Which is fine. Like Facebook ads are great. We all use them, mm-hmm. but that's all they know. Right. And the prob and when when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so a lot of fit pros will go into these programs and think that I just need more clients, more clients, more clients. A Facebook ad funnel will fix that. And of course, more clients, more growth, more scale leads to these problems we've talked about. Leads. And yeah, and then of course they're not prepared to handle these things. And so they go back, they run back to the guru they wait, they paid for, who just says, well, get more money, do more clients. And they're putting more weight on a business model that has foundational cracks. Yes. So I love, I love what you're saying, because this, this is what shows real experience, real expertise. 
about building a business and becoming a leader, not just running ads. And I always say, like, if you want to get busy, just do marketing and get ads. If you want to be free and have an impact and be fulfilled, you've got to learn to step up as a leader and grow a business. So I just want to like thank you for like sharing like, the real stuff. And this is the stuff you, you, again, you, you can tell you're living it and you're doing it and you've got the experience because you can talk from this level. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, actually, you're actually, you're actually the first guest on my podcast. <laughs> actually, because every episode so far has just been me talking. Because I'm so, I'm not one of those guys who go out there and just get any person on my podcast just to make content. Because I think so many people are so full of shit. Um, so it's very rare I'll find someone and get them on because it's only if I know what they're, they're, they're living it, they know what they're talking about. Um, so, yeah, it's just refreshing and it's so cool. So is there one more thing, anything else you'd like to say as parting words? to anyone, like one more piece of advice you'd give and then tell us where people can find out more about you. For sure. So thank you first and foremost for letting me be on. I'm, I'm honored to be here and hanging out with you. You get, you. And, you get a and, video as well. We, we get to, I've been learning a lot all day, which is fun. <laughs> so it's part of that leveling up. You have to be willing to, you know, find other people who are doing what you want to do, learn from them, ask questions and connect with them and build relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's been great. Uh, one parting piece that I tell a lot of people, and, and it's what I learned that's changed my life, and it is don't dabble. Become a master of what you're doing. Too often we want to dabble this. I'm a this, I'm a that. Become so damn good that everybody around you just knows it and they say, you're the number one person at that. And if you're a business owner, the number one skill that you can learn is the ability to master selling. When I learned to master selling and I wasn't, I didn't say, oh, I can sell ice to an Eskimo. No, I sell solutions to problems. And if someone has a problem, I can give them the solution and wrap it in a nice bow, which is called my solution, my pro- my answer. And that's what you want to learn as a personal trainer, a studio owner, a coach, a boot camp owner, is how do you sell your solution to your niche market's problem? When you do that, game is over and you won't have competition. You'll be dominating. I want to thank you guys for watching this great podcast and listening. My name is Coach Roz, a.k.a. The Motivator. You can find more information about me at fitnessbusinessmastery.com. All right. Thanks again, Roz. If you have any questions for Roz, just wherever you're listening to this or, or watching this, uh, drop your comments below. And uh, if you have any follow-up questions or anything expanded, drop them below and we'll, I'll pass them over to Roz and get him to answer those for you. So, again, um, thanks again for coming on. This is awesome. It's been great to get this content and share some real advice with FitPros. Um, you know, our, our vision here at, at Fitness Business Blueprint is to um, help FitPros create wealth and freedom for themselves and their families generationally, not just you know in the next 12 weeks. So um, that's what we do here and this information goes a long way to helping that vision. So uh, yeah guys, again, um, check out Raz's stuff again. I encourage you to follow him on Facebook, social media, everything else. Um, you also have an event coming up in America, right? So for any of you Americans, do you wanna tell the guys about sure. your event as well? Awesome. Thank you. I have an event coming up April 27th and 28th in Austin, Texas. It's called the One Hour Trainer Summit. It's a small event where we get inside your business, make sure that you leave with a 90-day roadmap. So it's not about rah-rah. It's not about, oh, how excited we can get. We're going to roll up our sleeves, look at your business, and find out exactly how you can dial your message in, uncover your authority, and more importantly, which systems you need in order to grow and move your business to the next level. All right. Good stuff. So check that out if you're in the States. All right, guys, so thanks again uh, for listening as usual. If you want to find out more, uh, and if you're in the UK, you want to come along to our next free tour event, it's justindevonshire.com forward slash free tour. Okay, if you're in the UK, we're going to be in London 
check us out there. And as always, thanks again. We'll see you next time on Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast.